You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 259, brought to you by InStock Trades and iFanboy listeners exactly like you. Pick of the Week podcast. This is episode 259. That may not seem like a big number, may not seem like anything special, but this is our fifth anniversary of the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast. Jesus Christ, five years? Seriously? Five years. It seems like longer. (laughs) It really does. Uh, We'll get the business out of the way. I'm Josh Flanagan. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And the effervescent Connor Kilpatrick. Hello, everyone. Out there in internet land. It's our website. It's about comic books. We like them a lot, which is why we started doing it. And and a little while ago, we said, you know what? Let's about five years ago, we said, now that we're not playing World of Warcraft anymore, and we try to reassemble the shards of our broken lives, why don't we podcast? And 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 I went, I don't know what that means, but okay. And, <laughs> um, and then we did it. And then I realized, hey, look, there are other people doing this too. Oddly enough, yeah. Um, so that that happened. Possibly either the best or worst decision we ever made. It certainly was an impactful one. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone can deny that. Oops. Um, <laughs> Oops. So that, so that the people who are not listening live know there are people listening live. We are broadcasting right now as we record on Ustream, so that's sort of a, a, a special different show. To the people who are, who are listening live right now, sup. And to the people who are listening later, we hope that uh, that doesn't negatively impact your regular podcast experience. Uh, it'll be fun. That's what I think. Before we get to the show, and this is important, I already saw somebody in the chat room going, oh, I didn't finish that book. Don't talk about it. Spoiler time, kids. Talking about the books, <laughs> that happened. So if you haven't read your books yet, be warned. I think it's worth it just for the fun time. That's what I say. Uh, now we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Connor, you had the honors of the fifth anniversary pick of the week. I had the first one. Go. My pick of the week was Amazing Spider-Man 647, and I was first surprised because we had a big Batman book we'll talk about it a bit. I surprised myself by picking it, but then when I finished writing the review, I wasn't surprised anymore because anyone who's paid attention, you guys know, I really love this run of Spider-Man. I think this is probably the third or fourth time I picked a Spider-Man book from Brand New Day as a pick of the week. Uh, at least three I can think of off the top of my head, but there's probably more. And this was the quote-unquote final issue of Brand New Day, which is silly because they're not changing the status quo. It's not like he's going back to being married this particular creative team's stopping. They're changing the format. It's not coming out three times a month anymore. So they're they're sort of putting an ending on this. And, and this was sort of a jam issue between a lot of the people that have worked on the run these last three years. And it's been three years. It's been pretty amazing. It's been over 100 issues of Spider-Man during Brand New Day. And there was seven stories, and they were all really fun, and they all sort of tied together all of the characters and storylines and things that have happened, all the major ones anyway. And it was sort of that nice final issue, that final goodbye before we start a new direction. And that's what was really impressive about it was it ended a bunch of things while simultaneously starting a bunch of new things. And I think that was really impressive. And I liked that it was a lot of really cool people working in the book. You had art by J.M. Kenyamura, and you had art by Max Fuimura. I can't pronounce that name, but we're going to go with that. 
you had Graham Nolan who used to draw Batman in the 90s doing a, doing a chapter and you had guys like Fred Van Lente and Dan Slott and Mark Guggenheim and Mark Wade and Joe Kelly and Bob Gale and Zeb Wells and you had just a really great team of people doing really great character stuff and it was really fun and at the end of the day it was it was an oversized book it was 64 pages it gave me a lot of story and a lot of good feelings and I really enjoyed it and that was why that being the pick of the week Ron are you still on this? Of course you crazy it's yeah no this is fantastic and I'm I'm bummed to that it's ending you know like I'm yeah. sad that this is the last issue I, I see no reason to change it this has been the best time for Spider-Man that I can remember since I've been reading it. Yeah. At least since I was a kid. Yeah. It really feels right. I love that there, there was a main story. There was the Another Door main story, which was basically all the kickers coming together at this party at Aunt May's house to say goodbye to Harry. And I liked it. It was saying goodbye to Harry. And the first issue, we said hello to Harry. Right. He came back from the dead. There was a nice symmetry to that. And then basically in that issue, Mary Jane tells Peter just to get over being a... And just a guy can't make a decision about anything and and you know ask carly out do something with your life and yeah and just and then he sort of you know decided to stop being an idiot but there was also a lot of fun bits in that party too i loved his costume he dressed up as J. Jonah jameson he had a brush on his head there, there was so much there was so much spider-man love in every like even the costume party with everybody dressing up basically like spider-man you know villains or he or other heroes or things like that like there were just so much like inside jokes or you know they're just like the world of spider-man like this really felt like a reveling in that world of spider-man and and even even the the stories that weren't key to the main you know the main the main the main plot the main a story were all true to the feeling of spider-man and and i i especially like the little snapshot of the girl was kissing spider-man in the first issue that was great that was great yeah was, i thought it, yeah it was just like it just really it, it it was a nice way to end it it was a nice way to round it out with the multiple creative teams and little snapshots and moments and you had a story that thrust you know that that went through the whole issue that carried the the that kind of wrapped up the storylines that's been going on a brand new day and sets us up for our future we should talk about that final story with the girl that was like a nice little tag and bink moment yes yeah it totally was Brand New Day opened up with the big splash page of Peter and this girl kissing in a club that was sort of to show you this isn't your you know your old Spider-Man. And we never really saw that girl again. So in this story, it's revealed that she's been chasing Peter this whole time, trying to get in with him so she could eventually get to Harry because she wants to, she's, she's after the money. But So she's been showing up in all the storylines, but in the background. And it was just a funny little way to tie everything together. And Yeah. And it was I, I liked it a lot. I laughed. It was it was. I good. liked when she was when she was at, uh, with the Dark Avengers and she's talking to Venom and she's like, yeah. Wait, "You're Spider Man, right?" He's like, "I'm a Spider Man." It's like... <laughs> then he eats her dog. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, it was just a really funny show. I finished it and I was like, I felt so good. I felt weird because I felt good and then I felt weird because I don't, you know, like you. I don't see why they need to change. Yeah. Not not that they are changing anything. There's no indication they're really changing anything other than the creative team and the the way it, when it comes out. But right. Well, no, it's Actually, it, no, it's no, it's a, it's a little. I mean, it's a little more than that because you had the the whole Spidey brain trust, and you had all those writers working together and plotting, and now it's just slot. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it's, so it's it's mainly. I mean, it's it's. I understand why it's a big deal for them, but it's like one of those things where it's a big deal for Marvel, but it's not so much of a big deal for us. You know? Sure. Uh, yeah. So as a reader, it doesn't really. You know, it's not like he's getting married again. It's not like right. they're going yeah, exactly. Back. It's not like there's a big a big thing happened, or he got he uh, you know unveiled his identity again, or whatever. You know, Thanos but, comes with the Infinity Gauntlet and wipes away the last three. That years. would be awesome. I liked how Mary. Mary Jane dressed up like Jackpot. Yes. And he, so even, a lot of and he even said, I can't believe you're wearing that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Everything tied together really nicely. It was a fun ride. The art was gorgeous. I loved the J.M. Kenyamura art in the uh, Nora story. Yep. Even the one-pager from Mark Wade and Paul Azaceta was great. Yeah. The ad for the J. Joe Jameson Broadway show, which was a play on the, the, the Spider-Man one. There's a huge billboard for Spider-Man, Turn On the Dark, in the real Times Square, if you yeah. go there. 
yeah. which is pretty funny. But good stuff. This is a way to tie together three years of story. In, in Although one, one glaring missing thing uh, or Marcos, missing person. Marcos Martin. Marcos Martin. Where was Marcos Martin? Or Javier Pulido. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, or Paulo Rivera, or I did, yeah. but you know, but Marcus Martin was the one that I. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss Joe Kelly. I'm gonna miss Fred Van Lenty. I'm gonna miss like uh, uh, so many of these creators that were on it that did such a good job. I'm really gonna miss them. But it would have been nice to get you know, like a two pager for Marcus Martin or something. I don't know. Although he's one of the guys in the new run, he's gonna be one of the artists. So that's. I mean, yeah. that's some just really good. I'm, I'm so happy because you know, Spider-Man is—he's not only a seminal character in comics, but he's a seminal character for me. And you know, for so many years, I just wasn't into him anymore. But this brought me back, and so this was a nice way to celebrate. That which has brought me back to Spider-Man books, I really was happy about that. Yep. So that's why I ended up being the pick because I really was happy when it was over with. It. And I know lots of people were were uh, stunned, and I know Josh was one of them. But um... I was shocked because <laughs> I, the thing is, I was preparing myself for you to be like, "Oh, it's Batman and Robin," and then and then people would go, "Oh, that's Connor. He just he just picks Batman and Robin." So Josh, you read Batman and Robin sixteen, right? I. I literally, I, I really thought, I really did think that it was like, oh, it's going to be Connor picking a Batman and Robin book, and I wouldn't blame you, and I'll tell you what was happening. I was reading the book, and I got to the page where you flip over, and there are, let's see, how many panels we're talking about? A lot. <laughs> there are 20, the, Robin, the Robin panels. Yeah. yeah. The, the 25, like, many, many, many panels. And all that, and I just thought, that's, that's, a, that's a pick of the week. Now, that was before they made the first artist change, um, which didn't bother me. As I went through it, I was actually surprised to see Chris Burnham's name on there. Good. Well, I wasn't because he, he said it on Twitter. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. I just I remember. Here's an inside story. I think it was last year, the year before. He was he was at DC and he was trying to meet with some editors, and he and he goes he goes they wanted samples, so I just dropped a copy of my Marvel work that I'd done in the in the. <laughs> I remember that night. <laughs> Is that a sample for you? So apparently that worked. Captain America book he did right. <laughs> so apparently that worked. I will say that, like for the first bit of it, I was like, "Jesus, Cameron Stewart is killing on this." Yeah, this was better than the stuff that he'd done before. I see why he couldn't finish it because it seemed like yeah, no, there was Cameron Stewart, it was Chris Burnham, it was Fraser Irving, and Cameron Stewart was really good. I mean, they were all good, but I yeah. liked Cameron Stewart's section the best. It was good. It was like I, I do think that when you read Batman and Robin, you sort of it can go one way or another. Like it can you can be like, I don't know what I just read there, but it was kind of cool, or wow, that was great. I, that's what I kind of like about Batman and Robin. You kind of get anything, and I thought it was a really nice ending, beginning sort of thing. I thought the last couple of pages that explains the new thing was was really well done and interesting and a, a, a bold step you know as it were and obviously i, I love the character work with damien and and dick and bruce the whole time the issue is batman comes back or bruce comes back and uh bruce and to dick and damien together to def- defeat dr hurt and professor pig and the joker and at the end of the issue bruce wayne holds a press conference and says i've been the one funding batman all these years Which and is, uh, that's a big big deal yes and then he basically says we're going to take the war on terror global <laughs> and it's just contingent in Batman Inc. So that's, I mean, this was, it was a good, it was a really, really good issue. I gave it a strong four and I fanboy. There was something about it I kept my finger on that I did, kept me from really, really loving it. Uh, I don't know. It might have been the artist changes. They were all good on their own. It might have been that they were, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure yet, but it, all I know is when I finished it, I thought, yeah, that was really good, but there's certainly been better issues. I thought the last issue was better. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I mean, I gave it a no, It was very, very good. It was very, very good. Did this panel with Jim Gordon in a dress not make it to best week in panels? It did not. It did not that's, make that's it. That's weird. Well, now if somebody told if someone told me there was that that was in the book, I would have bought it. Then Jesus, <laughs> it's a tiny pink dress too. It's oh, not, even better. Yeah, Man, yeah. He's sorry. trying to order the the cops to do stuff, and he's standing in a pink dress. It 
you could have had a whole best panels feature just from this issue alone. Yeah, those uh, two pages, those two pages really were something special. And I, I mean, I, whatever, I, I, I don't care if you know if Cameron Stewart can't finish it, that's fine. It doesn't bother me at all. But the work that he did do on this was was exemplary. It, it was really good, both from a sort of draftsmanship standpoint. It was, it just, I felt like it had a little more texture than he normally does, maybe a little more detail. But then he he went, he went all out in his store, the the layouts on these couple of pages. It was something special. Yeah, I mean, it was really good. It was a nice capper. It, it, it not only ended Batman and Robin's mm-hmm. Grant Morrison run, but it also ended his whole Batman up to this point experience. So the whole R.E.P. storyline, everything up to this point was wrapped up in this issue. And it was just, I think it was pretty satisfying. I'd like to read it all in one go I gotta when say, it eventually all comes out in hardcover. Yeah. I, I got to say that, like, I wasn't really all that – I'm not – I didn't hear the thing about Batman Inc. and think, oh, that's great. But, like, the last couple pages of this really made me think – that could be interesting, you know. Really, there's something. It's going to be interesting no matter what, mm-hmm. you know. I think. I think we we talked to him about it in San Diego, and it's it's an extension of Batman's character that hasn't been explored really. The businessman side, combine that with the crime fighting side, and this is what you get. I think it's an interesting way to go. It's certainly a new story, so that'll be fun. Yeah. At the very least, it'll be it'll be interesting to read it. I'm, I'm sure it'll pull it off. For me personally, he hasn't really blown anything yet, so no. you know why not? Why, there's going to be plenty not? of Batman books. If you don't like that, you just don't read that one. Read Detective Comics. Yeah, read uh, like that'll work fine. Read whatever else. Apparently, is apparently out. Detective Comics is going to be pretty good looking. Yes, from what I understand. Now there was there was that that little inkling of me that almost picked Irredeemable again. I, I could I which, could I could understand that. Which cover did you get? The Pinocchio cover is awesome. The Pinocchio cover was awesome. Oh, In this so issue, if you recall, last time Irredeemable was the pick of the week, it was because there was a big reveal about. How to defeat Plutonian and what the, what the Hornet had to do to, to get that knowledge, and he teamed, he teamed up with these aliens who could actually hurt the Plutonian. And this issue, the aliens attack, and not only did we see the first time the Plutonian registered fear on the ropes, getting hurt, bleeding, and there's a there's a panel that was in the best panels feature, and I fanboy where he's actually fearful, and it's the first time we've ever seen anything like that from him. Yeah, in the storyline, but there's a great, I don't want to say twist at the end, but a device where I was actually surprised and let out a little gasp at the end. Oh yeah, I did the same thing. Like I, I was I was reading it and basically so what happens is that the you know the aliens start attacking the Plutonian and then um what's his face? The I don't know any of these characters' names, but uh yeah. the, the dude with the hair who I who I really like Cubit or whatever his name is, I really like that character Cubit, by the way. Yeah. yeah and um Caden, who's the girl who can bring back ghosts and Carrie, the guy who was the twin brought the twin brother. You're just making but, these names up. No, I'm reading it right here. It says Carrie and Caden. That's what they <laughs> okay. say. But um Carrie and little Wayne um, carries the twin where his twin brother died and he got all the power or whatever right, so yep. they kind of join forces with the aliens and they and they coordinate their attack and the aliens use their alien technology to create this like straight jacket to put plutonium in and you know that that will is key to his DNA or whatever it might be and they just you know they got him on the ropes got him on the ropes and you know they put it on and then he breaks free and and you're like oh god when is this ever going to end but then you see that actually no, they actually did get the the straight jacket on him, and what we saw in the in the last part of the book was all in the Plutonian's head, That's which is up. which is way fucked up, yeah. And that final page of him, yep, strapped into the machine smiling. in a straight jacket, yep, with that smiling, yeah. was startling, yep. Fact. This is a really good issue again. I mean, great, this, is, this is a great book. What I love about this book is that I'm never. I'm I'm never not surprised. I'm always surprised by the direction Wade takes it in and, and what he's yes. got planned. Like just when I think I know where it's going, it makes a turn and then it keeps me on my toes. And it's just oh, it's amazing. It's really good. I think that this this it's a it's a strong five. Might have been my pick of the week. I've made up my mind yet. It, it, it was a great issue, and I'm really happy that it's sort of back on a roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last few issues have been wonderful. This used to be a top five book. I think it might be inching its way back there now. 
I don't know about you, Rob, but I well, want to go to the other side of the spectrum. No, well, no, hang on. So we were talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 38. And less, for me at least, to talk about this issue and more that it's just a happy circumstance that it happens to have come out this week. Because yeah. this past weekend, I finally finished watching season seven. I've watched every episode of Buffy, finally. How many years has it been? At least four, maybe five, maybe <laughs> all five. Had that series for five years. Yeah, exactly. I finally, finally finished it. I finally got through it. And let me tell you, this comic series makes a whole hell of a lot more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> like, as I'm watching season seven, I'm like, oh, 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 that's who that is. Oh, that's why they, uh, okay, all right, cool, cool. So now I want to go back and read all 38 issues of season eight to see if it, you know, makes it even better. But That's, um, that's too many issues for one season. Yeah, and, uh, yeah well, yeah. Um, it really was. Yeah, but again, but and, and the thing is that it's, Watching the show has completely magnified my enjoyment of this comic by like ten. <laughs> well, that's good because I thought this was a mess. Oh yeah, no, it is getting it's getting really rough towards the, towards the end though. Even the art and everything is kind of is falling apart a little. It I was. Just, it, I just didn't enjoy it at all. I'm, yeah. I'm not coming back for season nine. Yeah. But, How is a season like three and a half years? Well, yeah, forty issues or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean it's tough because you have TV writers. Trying to write in comic book form, and oh uh, yeah, should've, they should have kept it like twenty five issues. It would have been perfect. Guys like Jeff Loeb, you know, it's just like. But seriously, season seven? Did you ever watch season seven, Connor? No, I stopped when, they, when she went to college. Dude, it's fucked up. You should go back and watch it. It's great. It's really good. And I, I just didn't care anymore. And Spike is awesome. All right, like go yeah. talk to Mike Romo's wife. <laughs> no, but he's no. Honestly, he's great. It's fantastic. You're but anyway, but to yourself as a brown coat from now on. That's, no, that's that's the it's other firefly. One. I don't know what do the Buffy people have a name. Buffers. I don't know. Do Buffy Buffer. people have names? I don't know. Buffers. <laughs> I finally caught up with Buffy, and now everybody's like, "Oh, you got to watch Angel," and you go, you know, I'm like, no. "Angel was great. I watched Angel." Yeah, I, I need a break. I'll yeah. be honest. I need a break. So right. yeah, maybe someday. But yeah, so but so Buffy 38. I just wanted. I just want this to be over. So Generation Hope number one came out this week, and this is uh, Kieran Gillen and Salvador Espin's. New series that is chronicling Hope, who was the the Messiah, whatever you want to call her, the, the you know the 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 baby that Cable was protecting, and along with the basically this is the this you know our this generation's New Mutants or Generation X book where we're finally getting new characters in the X universe, which is great. This was good. I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't fantastic. It's just that I wonder if Kieran Gillen knows that we've all read and watched Akira. Because the end of it is basically Akira. <laughs> well, just somebody yelling Tetsuo over and over. Like again. that's all. That's all I was missing. Because like the mutant they're looking for is all is all mutated and bulbous and it's got like metal and stuff coming out of it. And then you know and has got a even has a red cape. You know, and it's like really it kind of looks like Tetsuo. And then I turn the page and he blows up Japan and there's this big black you know like uh, sphere going out over Japan. And I'm like, this is Akira. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but other than that, it was good. You know, it wasn't awful. I'm excited just to have new mutants in the world and a book dedicated to them. Yeah. So, what's the deal with the baby? Did ever do they ever figure that out? No, but no, she's Hope. That's who she is. So, but not not Jean Grey. No, she's not Jean Grey. Or unless they, if she is, they haven't revealed that yet. I know yeah. she's not Jean Grey though. When are they bringing her back? I don't know. It's not soon enough. She's been <laughs> dead. If you think about it, for how many years now? A while. A while. It's been yeah. like eight years. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. It's been too long, if you ask me. Now, Josh, Jonah Hex 61, it was good, but it was bizarre. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I I like that they can change, like, so much. Like, one issue doesn't, like, this is, I mean, really, like, you really want to talk about a book that's, like, perfect for, like, to jump on at any point. I mean, like, 
you just every issue is is its own thing. And I, I assume there's some sort of loose continuity going on at some point. But this is sort of a past story where yeah. um, Jonah Hex is on his honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. And he's kind of happy, which is which was unsettling. May, with May and his wife doesn't want to shoot anybody. It felt it felt weird the whole time, and I really I wasn't really I, I got I don't I'm not sure I was really down with it. Now I want to know what happens because clearly something has to happen. But I got to the well, page. Well, we know they bounced around. They've got the kids. I mean, he's, he had a kid. Yeah. So now he's had a wife. You know, it's not going to last. Or maybe it does. Maybe this is the future. I, I, Who knows? But it was just strange to see him sort of happy and smiling mm-hmm. even at times. And yeah, you know what? And, I, I think I, I think I want less of that. I, I did like her though. Yeah, no, I, I liked it. It was an interesting thing to play around with, but it just felt a little. I got to the I got to the page with where she beats up the guy. The two pages that had no panel borders or anything, and I was like, that's great. That that yeah. made me really happy. That was um. It was gorgeous. Yeah, there's no. I have no problems with Jordy Bernay. But it was, <laughs> I was like, this is weird. You know what it is? It wasn't so much her. It was this because this book had a lot of talking in it. Yeah. Like it was. If you flip through it, there's like just a lot of pages of the two of them just talking, and it, it that actually was what changed the dynamic of it because normally, he's going around and doing things, and at the best, there's somebody following him, but he's not having discussions with anybody. So I don't know. It was it was interesting. I, well, I'm, you know, I really liked it because of that. I, can, I don't know. I, I wouldn't that. want this all the time, yeah. but I liked it for, as like a one shot to see another portion of his life. He can't be miserable his entire life, right? I don't know. Yeah, no, he I feel- can. I think that's, like, every time you think something's going to change, it doesn't. Like, and it, no, it but he didn't change. He, he really wanted to shoot those guys, and he, he did. Right, but he didn't kill them. And I think he no. really wanted to kill them. Sure. Woman, woman done change him. That's what I'm he's, saying. <laughs> he's, he's a man like any other. It's true. I did like. I thought it was interesting that, like, at first, like, you know, you don't really think anything of it that, that he's married to a Chinese woman, but then you realize in the context, like, oh, that's actually like a, a thing. And that I thought that was interesting. That's stuff that you can always. I'm happy with. you didn't do didn't do one Wu impression. I didn't even think about it until now, because I'm not a racist. <laughs> Although those are both fictional characters. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> can I come back now, or come we back to us, Ron? <laughs> so, Strange Tales two number issue number two came out. Issue number two or three, and I already two issues in. Strange Tales two is stronger than the first Strange Tales, I believe. Easily. But the, I can already I can tell from just the creators involved. Exactly, and this and this issue quite possibly might be my favorite so far. And Josh, you could probably guess why. Um. Yes. Go ahead. Because because there because it's mainly there's like every other story is an X Men story. Mm-hmm. Which was which was great, but but just to do like we did last time. So the first story, Gilbert Hernandez of Love and Rockets fame, doing early '60s Tony Stark Iron Man and Toro fighting the leader, awesome. Then followed by Jaime Hernandez's Marvel Girls Beach Party, and the space all the Space Phantom wants to do is join the beach party and join the ladies, and it's it awesome. But then what stole the show for me was Jeffrey Brown's Uncanny X Men story, which was like laugh out loud funny in parts. Right? Where, like Cyclops is it's it's it takes place in the the Paul Smith era X Men, so like the pre two hundred issue two hundreds, like the late late one like one ninety early two hundreds issues. You love that era. Oh, I love that era. But like what's hysterical? So Cyclops is there mulling over his relationship with with uh, with Gene. And Wolverine, he's trying to talk to Wolverine. Doesn't want to talk to him. He's like, "I'll go talk to the professor." And it cuts to the professor with Cerebro, the helmet, and the professor thinking, "Oh, great." <laughs> and then he goes to talk to the professor, and he's like, "Oh, I can't remember why we're talking." And the professor does the little telepathy thing. He goes, "Well, just let me know when you remember." You know, like obviously nobody wants to talk to Cyclops. <laughs> like it was just a really funny issue. 
you know, then the, also there was a great uh, Spider-Man story by Paul Mayberry. Paul Horn, Hornschmeyer did the great Colossus story. Farrell Dalrymple did an amazing Spider-Man story, amazing, uh, where he recreated a page from John Buscema's How to Draw uh, Comics the Marvel Way, a Silver Surfer Spider-Man page. And he says it in, the, in between the panels. He's like, I copied this entire page from How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. I apologize if anyone finds it offensive. No disrespect intended. Please don't be mad. <laughs> it's just like it's just a great, you know, like these alternative uh, artists, you know, having fun in the Marvel universe is just so much fun. It's a blast. So this this issue was by far the strongest. I saw. So cool. I saw that uh, Eric Larson tweeted, and, and normally that's never a good start to a story, but he tweeted <laughs> something along the lines of uh, the guys who are doing these obviously enjoy the characters, respect the characters more than, than the guys yeah. who are doing the real books, and I think that... Ouch! Well, because you know, because the thing about these stories is that they, they're all set in the past. They're not set mm-hmm. now. Like, that, like if That's you look at point. it, like, n- nearly every story is another era of these... Of, like, there's a Wolverine Power Pack story that is hysterical, but it obviously takes place, like, in the 80s, you know? And so, well, I don't yeah, know... Who, and that's, that's, I, oh, David Heatley did the, the Wolverine Power Pack yeah. one. And so. you get to... I don't know, they get to, like, like what what era would you like to do? And they just get to pick yeah. the one that they like best, so that, that works out really well, I guess. Yeah, Let's no, but... The, the cover for the next one? Yes. I thought at first it was Chris Ware for a half a second. Yeah, no, I thought that too, but it's it's Brunetti. It's, it's was still it, whatever. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's still it's fantastic. No, but the the Far- the Farrell Dalrymple and the Jeffrey Brown are probably my two uh, two standouts for they were the best ones. They were just the 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 Jeffrey Brown one. Like I'm, it's full color. Like it's it, it's more it's more along the lines of like his incredible change bots than the than the, the looks, other stuff. It looks really good. It looks it, great. It, it's yeah. one of those things like we've talked about this before with Jeffrey Brown that maybe some people might think that he can't actually draw. And no, he doesn't draw like you know Jim Lee, but. He can he can draw like it clearly yeah. comes across um, yeah and it looks it looks good in color like it's kind of yeah. interesting great stuff strange tales too is awesome they did a great job yeah. on it so we're hoping everybody that is here on the live show is enjoying it and hopefully a lot of them are iFanboy members and hopefully if you're listening at home you're an iFanboy member as well and we want to thank everybody without your support over the past five years we have not been able to exist seriously when people ask us why we do the podcast and why we do iFanboy. For at least for me, I can't speak for Josh or Connor. It's always because of the audience and because of all of you folks listening at home and participating on the website. So we want to thank everybody. But we also remind you that you can, you know, we're not going anywhere and we still do need your help. So if you want to help out iFanboy, make sure we stick around for a long time and do do one of these in five years for our tenth anniversary. God help us. Wow, that 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 just set in. <laughs> Shut up. That, that's yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it, people. Yeah, but um, so go go to iFanboy, click on all the banners, support our advertisers, really appreciate that. Go to iFanboy.com slash Amazon and do all of your shopping on Amazon through iFanboy. Holidays are coming, so now's the time to start shopping. And go to iFanboy.com slash Amazon, you can buy your graphic novels, comics, DVDs, click on the Amazon icon to get into Amazon directly, and you can buy whatever you want, panties, whatever you need. It's, that's fine. Um, wow, go, hello. Go to iFanboy. Go to ifanboy.com slash store and you can buy we've still got some Fury Agent shirts left. We're gonna be adding some of the the long lost iFanboy intern shirts for gonna be for, on for sale again. So you can get those. ifanboy.com slash store. And that's also where if you're not a member yet, you can sign up to be a member. We wanna thank our members. They're the best. We love them. For just four dollars a month or forty-two dollars a year, you can sign up, you get a free comic from our collection, as well as some stickers and some pins and a personalized note from us. Um, and if you got a little extra money, you can pay $10 a month or $100 a year. That gets you all that great stuff, plus an iFanboy members t-shirt, which is quite awesome to wear to the, to the comic conventions. We've heard at the end, now we're done with comic conventions for 2010. I've heard from creators that all the con, there's so many cons this year, and nearly everyone, at least one creator is like, hey, I saw an iFanboy member at the show. So that was that's awesome. So thank you all for doing that. Um, and you're, if you're not a member, 
you missed out on three months of amazing giveaways. We're planning the giveaways for for 20, 2011, geez, for next year now. And those of you who aren't members, you're going to want to sign up because you don't want to miss out. As well as we're going to be thinking of some cool new ways that we could make your membership worth your while. So uh, put two and two together and you can probably figure out what's coming. Definitely become a member now. Do that at ifanboy.com slash store. Stan Lee will I clean don't... your apartment. Stan Lee will come to your birthday. <laughs> you didn't bu- get under the bathroom rug. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, did you buy Captain America Man Out of Time, number one? I did not. I wasn't going to because there's been a ton of these Captain America miniseries and there's just so many, but this is written by Mark Wade. Yeah, I saw yes. that after I didn't buy And it. Mark Wade was the guy who re- revitalized Captain America after they they put him in an armor suit and killed him off in the early 90s. Yep. So I bought it. And, well, basically it's the story of Captain America. It's his first years after becoming unthawed and his, it's supposedly about his adjusting to life in in the future or in the present and it was pretty good he has a great handle on steve but it just was weird he comes you know basically the first half of the issue he's in world war ii and then he, then he you know the blow-up happens there's actually a great sequence where he falls off the rocket and there's a one there's a full page shot of him reaching out for the rocket and you turn the page and there's a full same hand shot of him reaching towards the avengers which was a nice transition nearly because ruined it was, by ads no, it's actually it worked because you didn't want it to cross the page from each other. You had you wanted yeah. to have to turn the page. Well, yeah, I know. So it, it should have. I feel like if it was on like the one side, and then you flip it over and see it right away, it was broken. Yeah. But no, I, I thought the same. It was a great sequence. It's a great concept of a way to do something like that. Totally. Oh, did you get this, Josh? Yeah, I did. No, are you kidding? Okay. Um, so I really enjoyed it up until the very end when he he basically shows up. He wakes up. He runs out into the world. He stops a a rape from occurring but then the woman shoots him in the stomach there's, there's been a rape up there right <laughs> he, 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 he foils these guys from attacking this woman and she she freaks out pulls a gun out of her purse and shoots him in the gut and I was just like I feel like Wade went one step too far I don't was, I don't see that as happening it's funny we, we, we love that he did it with Irredeemable with this we're like whoa hold up Captain it's Captain well, Steve. No, not, not, not to shut Steve, it's just that she's living in a world of superheroes. It's not like she's like, oh my god, who's this guy in a costume suit saving me from these there guys? Was, there was a few problems in this, and I, I know we're going to go over this one quickly, but at the beginning when the officer comes along and, and has to cart them away, they kept calling him Sarge, and I was like, that guy's not a sergeant. Like, his All uniform, right. he's like a colonel. It kept throwing me, it was really throwing me well, off. Well, that's, that's an art, the art, and the art wasn't that great. I didn't really yeah. love the art. Um, it was, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't mind the art. Like, I thought it, it, was, it was like this weird sort of cartoony John Cassidy. I don't. You know what I mean? Like it was like, like if if it got a little silly. Uh, then the only other thing was that at the end when he went outside, uh, they were like, uh, Janet was like, "Don't worry, we'll be with you." And then he walks out there. Where the hell did everyone else go? He walked out in the middle of the street. You know what I don't I'm talking know. about? Like he was just yeah, weird. yeah, I do. And, like he's completely alone under the Welcome to New York. Set. Where the hell did the Avengers go? I thought they were going to be there. They're still in the submarine, apparently. So but... it's like a, a standalone. Nitpicks. It's a five-issue miniseries. I don't know. I don't no, know. I didn't, not a I didn't... That's a genuine thing. They found him floating in the water. They're all in a sub submarine. And they're like, okay, we're going to take you out into the world. They walk out of the room, and he just walks out alone. There's nobody around. <laughs> well, the city doesn't change that much. No, that was the whole point. They were like, we don't think you're ready for this. He was freaked this. out, yeah. And then they just they, they took off. They were like, ooh, yeah. taxi. Shit, did we forget something? And then, and then one of them did the Home Alone Kevin thing. Captain! <laughs> well, Sorry. I don't know. It was okay. I, I I thought it was all right. All right. Well, I'm glad I didn't miss it. Yay! Uh, Between the Spider-Man extra size Spider-Man and then Invincible 75, the the double the double whammy books, dude. the extra large books, were just insane this week. Dude, Ryan, motherfucking Otley. He kicked ass. I, he totally I, kicked ass. There there was a str- there was a string of full like double page spreads that were just like whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
They were great. But then the, the other side of it is like it's really easy to look at this and just and just look at like like Ryan Otley just destroying it. But I and I think that Robert Kirkman I, sometimes I don't think I give him enough credit for some of the stuff that he's doing. But if you look at Walking Dead and then you look at this and sort of the crazy science fiction superhero concepts, the really big things that he came up with in this. And the story were, were really impressive. Like, well, and I, what I also think is that everybody always gives The Walking Dead so much credit because anything can happen and anybody can go and anybody can die. But that's the case here too. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and so the, the big spoiler is that the uh, uh, is it Oliver? Yeah, Oliver. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, his little brother got killed, got destroyed by a Vultramite. Just got punched in the face and ripped his arm off. It was awesome. You motherfuckers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I don't it was buy like, it. I don't think that he's completely... I don't buy it either. That, yeah. The thing about Invincible is that people, because it's a superhero book, so people come back, like when Adam Eve died and that sort of thing. Um, I, I, bet yeah, you he'll, I bet you he'll be back. But... Um, but the but it was shocking. It like it was and it was more of the gore, big battle, big space battle, explosions, mustaches. It was I'm, amazing. I'm, I'm, and it's it's been a really fun big story. I am looking forward to the contrast of it. Like when they have to go back to Earth for a little while. Yeah, I think that would yeah. be a nice change. But like like li- 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 there's a planet. The planet Viltrumite is ringed by all the dead Viltrum bodies. Yeah, like, that's a great concept. Yeah, just okay. as a as a piece. Although a little little nitpick is that the separation between the Invincible story and the Science Dog story, I could have used a little more break. Sure. Because I, I was just like, what is this? And I was like, oh, Science Dog. Okay, got it. Was, this, <laughs> was that an original story or was that a – Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. It was like – and it was totally like throw you in in the middle of something. I was like, I don't know yeah. what this is. Yeah, exactly. I don't, but, I don't know. That's but this was great. Dog. 75 issues. Good job, Invincible. Yay. Definitely. Oh, Baltimore Plague Ships. Are either of you guys reading this from, from nope. Dark Horse? No. That no. is a mistake, dude. I'm on all trades for all things Mignola. Okay, uh, Connor, I want you to listen mm. to me. This might yep. be the best thing that Mignola is doing right now. I have the uh, I have the novel. Do you have the novel? No, no. no. I have the novel. He wrote that. It, it's just it, it's, it's so simple. There's not much to it, but it's just that that the tone and like every page. I'm like, this is wonderful. Like it's not it's not breaking any 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 rules. It's not doing anything. It's just. For whatever reason, it's just incredibly enjoyable, and it's not—it's not Manuela drawing it, but it just—it just drip was drips with him, and it, you've got this character, Lord Baltimore, and just like the the vampires are like a plague, and and it ruins his entire life. Oh no, I'm I'm looking forward to it quite you quite should, a lot. You should but, be, uh... because he has a peg leg and a lot of weapons. <laughs> and I'm not the kind of guy who's like, "There's a gorilla in this book, so I'm going to buy it." But in this context, the shit works. No, you're a peg leg guy. If there's a peg leg, you're going to buy it. Well, you know that. You know this. I know that. Me. All four issues of this have been have been great. I mean, it's, it's not a lot happens from one issue to the next. They're really quick reads, but lovely cool. stuff. Cool. So, Connor, I saw that you uh, the luck of you of me not going to the store until after you said the books you wanted to talk about on the podcast. Is I saw you want to talk about Batman, Catwoman, Follow the Money, yeah. and I and I was like, what's that? I looked and I saw it was Chaken. So good Chaken. It was good. It was good Chaken. It was good Chaken. <laughs> you got to get that. It was good real good Chaken. Yeah, I mean it wasn't naughty Chaken, which is good. No, but it was the art was the art was, the art real, was amazing. Real good. Yeah, no, but I like the good Chaken is when Chaken gets naughty. But yes. uh, but but this is good the good Chaken. I thought I, I thought this was great. I thought this was a great story. It was it was a fun story to read. Well, the story was that three people basically embezzle all the money from Wayne, Wayne Enterprises. They Batman's yep. and Bruce's broke because he's got to track down the embezzlers and also the Cavalier and his silly sword and a silly hatter and it. Yep. Catwoman's there and it was a really fun story and the the art it was gorgeous. Yeah, it was gorgeous. 
Although, he was, although he was he's shaking on his game. He, yeah, shaking very much on his game. Although he made everybody thicker than normal usually. Like Bruce Wayne was thick. But that's his that's his yeah. style. Everyone's yeah. got No, I know, but it was but I have been keeping track of Shaken and this is this is more so than than other ones, but um I love I love the the single pages where they were showing the people who were responsible getting out of town. Yes, that yeah, was, those were like, good pages. Yeah, those they were those are great pages. Just just the story sequence and Shaken wrote and drew it, so it just yes. shows when a singular you know kind of creator has the vision. And you know it was like one one escapes by plane, one escapes by boat, one escapes by train. It was just very same layout, very very cool. It was very. And it was a one shot issue. It's non continuity. Bat Bruce Wayne is Batman. You don't have to worry about anything. It's just a story about these people ripping off Wayne Enterprises and Batman shaking you know tracking them down. It was really fun. I really good enjoyed it. Now there was another Batman book, like Batman Confidential Fifty. Sorry, and I only buy, I only buy these when I like when I'm curious about the creative team. And it was Jerry Bingham was the artist. He drew Son of the Demon. Oh wow! Which was that book we talked about in the video show a while back. Years and ago. According, according to DC, this is his first Batman work in 20 years, basically since that book. And you could tell he's older. You could tell he's not as sharp. You know, it's the same way you see Gene Colan's work now, and it's not the same Gene Colan work from 20 years ago. But it was still good. That wasn't the, stand, the standout part. The standout part was. It was an oversized issue. The second story was by the same creative team done in a complete Silver Age style. The art, the story, cool. everything was Silver Age. The coloring, the, the, there was even distressed pages. That's awesome. Basically, the, the backup was the origin of the villain that he's fighting in the main story. And it's the, but it's the Silver Age origin where he fights the Justice League. And it was it, it, if you had told me this was a reprint of a Justice League issue from the 60s, I would have believed it. It was written that way. It was Mark Guggenheim deserves credit. He wrote... A modern tale in the first half, and he wrote a Silver Age tale in the second half, both flawlessly. And Bingham apparently did the art in the Silver Age tale, which is even more impressive. So, if you love the sort of process, like Ron, you'd really get a kick out of the process. It's like a lot of that. There's a lot of like ripped pages, and there's a lot of folds, and you know, it looks like they basically found an old copy of it. Yep. And uh, really fun from a process standpoint. I really enjoyed it. If you looked at the best panel feature, there's a. a I saw that. Of, I didn't see that. A little bit of role play between Martian Hunter and Wonder Woman, yeah. and it was a bit sex. It was a bit sixties esque in terms of the the, the gender yeah. relationships. But the part Connor's but, telling uh, you is that when he saw it, he got really upset, and he he looked through all his back issues. Like, why have I never seen this? And he called a bunch of shops, and then he learned. The I went on Comic Book DB. I couldn't find it. It was uh, <laughs> it was good stuff. I really enjoyed it. That was really fun. Cool. Uh, this week uh, also came out was Punisher in in the blood. Which I guess now, after Frank and Castle is done and Frank Castle's back, there's not going to be a Punisher ongoing. This is a limited series. This is a five issue. Oh, that's series. good news. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if it's a you know a, a hint of what's to come for second tier characters. But I think um, it is. I think it is the way. Yeah. But so this is Remender writing, Roland Bashi on art, which was great. We've got the return of Jigsaw, and not only did we get the Punisher motorcycle with the Punisher skull on the front, but there was also a Punisher hang glider with the big Punisher skull on the hang glider, which was awesome. Yeah, I just don't care anymore, and I kind of like it. Oh, it was great. Look at that. Come on. How great is that? He's like, he's hang gliding. That's he, awesome. Basically, he, it, it starts out with him going into a prison and getting information about uh, about microchip, and then he blows up the entire prison and kills all of the inmates. <laughs> Might as well. They're all trapped. Are you, he calls are you guys it thinking about the G.I. Joe and uh, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow gliders? Oh, yeah. yeah I remember that. I remember yeah. those. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, he calls, he calls it a one-stop shop. Which is great, but um, no, this this just hit on everything that's good about the Punisher. This is this is you know like the white boots and white gloves, Marvel six one six Punisher, where he still kills and stuff like that, but it's still a little wacky and it's you know um, it was good. This is a great miniseries, and I hope they I hope it does get to be an ongoing because I I would read this Punisher. 
So those are the books that came out this week, and some more books came out as well. And folks at home, uh, you and the iFan base wrote some reviews, and so we want to highlight some of them. Our first one comes from Zachary X. Binks, who reviewed Superboy number one, and he gave the story a three out of five and the art a two out of five. Ouch. And at the time of this recording, 7% of you made it your pick of the week. And Zachary X. Bink says, I think Superboy is great in this context that everyone loves a flawed human character in the Superman family. In general, everything about this book is great conceptually, and hearing Lemire talk about his plans for Superboy gets you just as excited as he is for the ride. Unfortunately, this book was very okay. It was by no means a bad story. It just didn't wow me in any way that I thought it would. All of Connor's inner dialogue is interesting, but anything outside of that just felt really blah. Besides Ma Kent and Connor, I simply don't care about the rest of Smallville's inhabitants. All in all, I think I have this reaction because I was expecting to be excited. Parts of the book were fun and all, but it was just good. No more, no less, and that's what I'm most disappointed about. Interesting. I thought, I thought this book was okay, too. I, I, I didn't think yeah. it was great. I thought it was a little more than okay. Well, here are my initial yes. thoughts. I thought I, it was solid. I yeah. thought it was solid. I didn't for, think it was great. First off, I, I was pissed when I opened the first page because you've got that four-panel shot of the kid playing superhero, and all I could picture was the kid from the first uh, Essex County trilogy. Right, I and I was like, "Oh yeah, intended. oh it had oh, to be intended." I was like, "Shit, why isn't Lemire drawing this?" But that's because yeah. it would sell five <laughs> copies. Yes, yeah. he, he can't draw two books at once. Right, and then the the tough thing was is that I feel like early on some of his dialogue wasn't like when he taught when the Phantom Stranger shows up and he's and and he's talking to him and it's like, "Tell me exactly what you're talking about, man." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, it, it was yeah. a little silver agey." Yeah, yeah, but, but that's, that's okay. Yeah, I think. no, that's I mean, okay. that's a choice. That's fine. Right. And it, it definitely firmed up as the as the issue went along, and uh, you know, and while I don't agree with Zachary X. Biggs here, I love Pierre Gallo's art. I thought it was I thought the art was great. I like so, it. There were choices yeah. that I those glasses got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah those, <laughs> those were glasses bad. are terrible. When was the last time you saw a kid wearing like yeah. <laughs> blue specks that go under the eyes? That was just yeah. weird. And then he's got those weird suede boot things. I, I mean, I know that these are nitpicks, but it's weird. It's yeah. just it was odd. And I, I hate I hate Parasite. Hate hate Parasite. All right, fair enough. Just but that last sense. page of Poison Ivy looked great. Yes, it did. No, and yes, I don't mind the style of the art. I think it was I, he described it as sort of European, and 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 I, I think that's correct. I think good storytelling. I really like this these kind of lines, you know, yep. like this sort of thing. And she looked great. My favorite part of it was probably like the here's the coming up stuff. I was like, that's neat. I like those things. Yeah, I think there's a lot of room to grow, though. I think he's the perfect guy for this kind of tale. I and mean, Zachary X. Binks said it right. This is the kind of superhero he should probably be writing. Yeah, I think he'll get and, there. He'll get there. Yeah. And I gave it an extra star for the Phantom Stranger because he's the best. He, oh, look at him. He's I, stuck in the 70s, and it's awesome. I would almost <laughs> give it an extra star. wearing a star. turtleneck. Yeah. I would almost give this an extra star because the cover was absolutely wonderful. The Raphael yeah. cover. The cover. Cover was great, a yeah. Really beautiful cover. Lemire drew this book. It'd be something special, though. That's that's what makes yeah. me a little sad. I agree. I totally agree. For four issues, it totally would. If I need to buy 10,000 copies, I will. I don't believe you. <laughs> Wait, are you hey, the guy right. calling up in stock trades? <laughs> hey, look, reviewed KS1 number three. Give a story of five out of five and the art of five out of five. And at the time of recording, 0.37% of you made it your pick of the week. And hey, look, says... And this is how you do a cosmic event. And I don't have a lot of stake in the characters involved here. I haven't followed Hercules much at all, other than the things that have led up to this previous Goddess Squad stuff and the fall of rebirth of him. I've only known of Amadeus Cho through his own mini and a few things here and there, but holy crap, I just love the characterization that Greg Pak is throwing around in here. Isn't this the continuation of the cosmic stuff? Yeah, no, no, it's not the continuation of the cosmic stuff. It's, it's, something, it's something different. It's a continuation of the Amadeus Cho um, Hercules stuff. And I bought the first issue, and I enjoyed it, and it was good. And honestly, I missed the second issue, and now I'm just like, I, I missed it. I'm going to read and trade. So right. that's my plan. Sure 
No, I will. I, I mean, I was, I, was, I was actually very happy because this week I only had like 12 or 13 books and they were all solid. So like I'm trying to – I've had too many 20-book weeks. I need yes, to Yes, I had, I had a 12-book week also, yes. but I did I did sort of slip and pick up the Chase collection, the little mini – Oh, I, I, I was selling that at the store. I was telling people to buy it. I was like, it's like X-Files in the DC Universe. Plus drawn by G.H. Williams III. Yeah, it's awesome. It's and, also, and also we didn't mention, but Scarlet was great this week as well, I thought. But anyway. Is that on the list? I'm not talking about that. Oh, I thought it was good. So. I gave it three stars. It was yeah, all right. I, I like. Where is the Nova story going? Where's that? Where does that go? I don't want to talk about it. I thought it was in a miniseries. Well, it's in the, it's in Thanos Imperative, and they're I think they're one issue away from the climax. It's not it hasn't right. finished up yet. Yes. Okay. Anyway. All right. all right, but yeah. So those are the books that came out. Go to ifanboy.com/slash/comics and read all. Uh, get do your pull list. Come back to rate and review and write reviews, and we'll talk, read them on the show. And good times. Earlier, I foreshadowed in stock trades and and let it be known that they are still waiting for the one of you to put in the fifty thousand dollar order. Your shipping will be free on that. That's that's guaranteed. <laughs> Uh, you can, if you're just a regular consumer, you could uh, you could buy all your trades from them uh, and save up to 37 percent off. There's free shipping on orders over over just 50. You don't have to spend 50,000, so that's good to know. There are over 9,000 trade paperbacks in stock available for you right now. New li- new releases are listed every single Wednesday, and orders ship within 48 hours usually. So go to www.instocktrades.com and they, they support the show, have for a long time, and, and we've been a lot of podcasts, so they're. They're very good about that, and um, uh, also you could probably get October's book of the month. Wait a minute, it's November. Anyway, you could get October's get book of, of the month. <laughs> yeah, you get both of them. Uh, Richard Stark's Parker, The Outfit by Darwin Cook, and that would be seventeen dollars and forty nine cents, which is a deal for a beautiful little hardcover. Which brings us to surprise, surprise, the book of the month, Ron. Book of October. Yes, the October book of the month was a little delayed this month because it, the book had to come out. And we got it at the New York Comic Con, and then things got busy, and yada yada. But when I published the Book of the Month review on iFanboy.com, and I think one of the early comments was, oh, big surprise. And, you know, was there any doubting that Darwin Cook's follow-up, the second book of the Richard Stark Parker novels, the outfit would be the Book of the Month? There, was, there wasn't much doubt on my end. No. It was great. But also, when I, when I started reading it, I, I, honestly, I was worried because sure. – the, the first one was so great. It's like, oh, is he? Can he top it? Is it going to be the same? What? Like, what can you know? What you know? What could this be? And honestly, I think this might be slightly better. I like yes. this better. Yes. And I don't know if it's the story or what Darwin did with it, but this one was a hell of a lot of fun to read. It was um, fun. You were right. I read this uh, actually this week because I was behind and I oh shit, we're going to talk about the show. I got to read it. Yep. And I was I went to I went to bed and I was going to read some of it and I ended up reading the whole thing through to like five in the morning because I couldn't put it down. Oh, you, it yeah, I read it in one sitting. I totally read it yeah. one sitting. It was amazing. So basically, you know, this is this takes you know this is the second book in the in in the series and so it takes place after uh, the Hunter and Parker's in Miami and basically his past catches up with him and somebody tries to kill him and he catches him and he decides you know this is it I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna strike back at the outfit because I don't have a beef with them but they're trying to kill me and so. Don't screw with me, basically, is the story. <laughs> and what then happens is that you get, you know, like, and I love the way Darwin has translated the story into these, within the, within the, within the book itself, you know, the chapters or book one, book two, whatever, like, the sequence of events are really, really good because you get the initial, you get the initial kind of the attempt on his life and him trying to find out who's after him 
And then that's where it, fa- it then it folds into the man with the getaway face, which was uh, the little issue that came out at WonderCon earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And right. it, it wasn't the complete man with the getaway face. It was just the the portion that pertained to the story where we find out that Parker got plastic surgery, has a new face, and and that's you know that's how he can lay low and that sort of thing. And if you go back, if you got that little one issue, you can see there are pages that are in there that aren't in this, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so we we find out how he you know how he changes face and he tracks down who is gonna who's after him. And then he comes up with his plan, and then book two is the execution of that plan. And basically what he does is that he starts traveling from Florida up to New York, and he writes a series of letters and basically puts the call out to all of his buddies to start striking back at the outfit. And then this is really where this book got special for me, which is there's a series in the middle of the book where – in book, actually in chapter three or book, book three. Book three, yeah. Yeah, book three, where it outlines – all of the different capers that are ha- that are happening all at the same time with Parker's guys. And what Darwin also did was that he told each of those stories in a different style. And I kind of laugh. I didn't mention this in the review, but I thought it because like we last year, you know, when Asterius Polyp came out, we like heralded Asterius Polyp because Mazzuchelli would change styles mid-story and different chapters would be in a different style. And it's amazing. And I almost pictured Darwin sitting at home going, oh, yeah, I could do that, too. You know, <laughs> but I don't think Darwin's one to imitate. But like, this is kind of you know, he just flexed his cartooning muscles so much with these stories by telling them in a, di- a completely different style, true to the time, true to the '60s, and that retro look. Like each one of these stories, I was remembering to like magazines of the '60s or like advertisements, and and the the look and feel looked familiar. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you guys felt that caught that as well, but well, I don't know. Just, when I absolutely first, when I yeah. first got the book and I flipped through it and I saw like uh, a couple of I saw like the text pages. Yeah, and I saw um, like the other one the after that, which was a, a lot of text, uh, even in the cartooning stuff, which was the bit about the little story about the the money launderer guys, uh, yeah, money smuggler guys. And I, I, oh, wait, now we know how to, now we know how to do numbers. Yeah, I saw it, and, and like a little part of me thought, oh, that's going to slow me down when I get to it. Yeah, but when I was reading through it, I did not feel that at all. Yeah, uh, and, and like, and, and I've heard, I've heard people who didn't read the um, the prose part, mm-hmm. and you completely missed out if you didn't read the prose part. You did, and it, the thing yeah. is, I mean, it, that's that's Stark. That's not. Or, yeah, or, it's yeah, it's not like, Darwin. That's that's straight that's straight prose from Richard Stark. Donald. But Westlake. I mean, it is it is magnetic words. I mean, like, oh, it's amazing. Just, I, I, yeah. I, I flew through it, and it was just as enjoyable. It didn't slow me down at all, which is the only yeah. thing I don't like when you hit a big text piece in a comic book, is it just slows you right down when yep. you feel like you're moving, and then you get to the last bit. Which is straight comics, uh, but it was very—it was so technical and so yep. precise as we're going through it. And you like, like there was a ton of panels on on a given page, you know, when it was needed. And I and I and I got to the end, and I just I just wanted more. Yep. Because it really felt like it felt like an episode. That I mean, that would be the only thing about it was that it, it totally stands on its own. But at the end of it, like the whole thing, I was like, oh, I, what's on next week? But. Yeah, you know, there is no next week. It's two years or, or yeah, twenty twelve. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but yeah, and and like also like I thought the a lot of the well first like, to go back to the to the heists. My favorite one was the last one was the numbers one. That was my favorite one. Yes. I, I love the style of that. I love the storytelling of that. I love and I, it goes back to you know you know we've we talked about the whole thing where you know people doing their job and doing it well. Like this was it was each one of those capers were so much fun to read and the different styles were awesome and it just ended so, on such a high note. But also on the art style in the in the standard story. You know, a lot of it took place at night, and this was way darker and thicker than the previous book, um, at least in terms of art. And I just think the way he's playing with the single color, with the black and white and the single, the the blue tone, 
uh, is just beautiful. It's just amazing. And it, it and that's the thing. And the book ended, and I was like, no, oh, don't end. I want I want more. It so really yeah, felt well, like that. It was yeah. Fun. I I had two thoughts when it ended. One was, all right, he's on another level. Yeah. Absolutely. He's, he's in another league than everybody else. Yeah, totally. They just put him in a different level. Yeah. And two, that Ron was a bastard for buying a, a page from Parker in WonderCon, and I didn't. No, it's even better is that it was a page. I bought a page from WonderCon. So just so everyone knows, and I don't know for sure, and I haven't asked Darwin directly, but I believe he's not selling any of the pages from the Hunter or the Outfit, um, except he sold the pages from the man with the getaway face. Right, um, and that's what I bought a page from at at WonderCon, and it's a page that's not in the outfit, so it's like for right. it's like it's even more special in my in my mind. But um, I was just it's yeah. it's just a gorgeous book, and I, yeah. I I bought a Jonah Hex page, and I'm not I'm not disappointed. We all bought a page from from Darwin, but yeah. the art in this is gorgeous. It's the coloring, it's the way the lines are heavy. He's a very heavy ink on this. Yep, it's almost it's almost an angry line, which yep. fits the character and the story. There's a lot of anger in it, and it's just—it's a gorgeous book. And he's what, working on the level. What I love more than anything, and this, and this as well, was the just all because I love this time period and the retro and all that stuff, and all the signage and the design that went into it. Because he, oh, like, he gorgeous. drew those signs. I mean, that's the thing. It's not—it's not like he's photoshopping in the, that AAA sign or that um or that Philip sign or anything like that. Like he, if you look closely, he's draw he's looking at the source material and drawing it, which is amazing. Um, yes. Like the, the last page, the Frank Sinatra's Calneva Lodge, like that that amazing page. It was great, and uh, and we thanked Darwin right back at you. Thank you for a great book, quite quite awesome. <laughs> I, so. got, I got to the shop, and I was like, I don't have anyone to show this to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's got a little little, little trippy, a little crazy, but yeah, yeah so good times. I didn't see that coming. All right, cool. So so yeah, go to Instock Trades or go to Amazon and buy Parker the outfit, and Josh will have the the, the November book of the month very soon, right? Uh, hopefully. Listen, listen, people, it's a quest. Do you want a video show? Do you want that? I I don't know. It's a toss-up. Maybe. That's what I'm going with. It should be. I got it picked out. It's been read. It just has to be written. So there. Fine. Let's do emails. On to the email. Our first email is from Tony S., who's also known as Suicidal Kangaroos, and this is a long one. I think he's in the chat room, actually. Is he? Tony, are you in the chat room? If you are, good on you. Okay, so he's, he's got a few unrelated questions that you guys should totally answer on an audio podcast or something. He is. Hey, we are. Oh, he is in the chat room. There you go. You're hearing your questions live. All right. Question number one. I've heard you guys talk about Alan Moore a lot for stuff like Watchmen, The League, Lost Girls, etc. But I don't remember you guys mentioning V for Vendetta. I'm just asking because I rewatched the movie on TV yesterday, which I really like, and I never read the comic, so I was wondering what you guys think of the comic and the movie. May I? Sure. Yes. V for Vendetta is my favorite Alan Moore story. It, uh, it's really good, it, it's, it, and it's, we, we don't talk about it nearly enough. And I saw that the, the movie was on like FX the other day, and, I, uh, the, and it's a fun movie. It's different yeah. than the book. Yeah, though. I mean the books. The books David Lloyd. Um, yeah. And David Lloyd is one of those artists doesn't look like anybody else's work at all, and it's 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 gasp-inducing. I will turn a David Lloyd page and be like, oh. Yeah, he's great. He's really he's good. Amazing. It's your favorite. It's your favorite Alan Moore, right? I, mean, it's just... I think so. I mean, like it depends when you read thing one to another. But it's the one that I've been saying for a while. When I got the absolute little a uh, couple of years ago, I read through it one more time. And it, the thing about it is, it's just I, th- I, th- I like it more than Watchmen. It's it's more enjoyable. It's more because it's it's it lives on its own. Watchmen is a comment about comic books and superheroes, whereas V for Vendetta is just a a story and it comes together and it's yep. it's, oh, it's, it's it's great, really good. And it's also kind of neat that we're recording this on the night of November fourth. Tomorrow is November fifth. So V for Vendetta. There, so there you go. Guy Fox Day is tomorrow. 
All right, so, so we love it. We've talked about it uh, here and there, not a ton. We should talk about it more. Isn't it on yeah, the we should. Shows? It, was, it was on a video show for sure. Yeah, we should go back to it. It's great. It's really good. Okay, his next question is, this is a hypothetical question, so don't be all, well, this will never happen, so F you. But what do you think will happen to the comics industry if Marvel and DC both went out of business? It's never going to happen. Would there be more... <laughs> more would there be more great and creative books out there? Would people stop reading comics and or would it be a lot harder to bring new people in? I don't have a problem with these companies. Just an interesting question. If Marvel and DC went out of business, comics are dead. That's it. That's what happens. I mean, no. comics will well, the, they'll, the they'll industry, exist. Comics industry goes dead, not the comics. Exactly. Comics people will still make comics and people will still do stuff. And, and there'll be an underground and there'll be independent publishers, but it'll become way more novelty. And I think it would go digital more. It would go web more. But if Marvel and DC go out of business, then the whole industry is fucked. Okay. Yes, but I, honestly, it could be the best thing that ever happened in comics. Maybe. It's making their living in comics. Right. That wouldn't be. All of yeah. it would be burned down and you'd have to start again. It would be like... Sure. It would, yeah. it would be something else. And, and, I mean, you wouldn't be able to make a living in comics probably for... A long time. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm talking 30, 40 years. And it, but if it built itself up into something new that wasn't based on one single genre, that'd be yeah. something to see. Yep. So... Okay, um, continuing from this last question, what would happen if all DC and Marvel licensed characters became public domain? Just pretend there isn't a long wait for the trademarks to run out. Uh, then you might get cool stuff like, like you know, Daredevil, Marvel's Daredevil ending up in Sa Savage Dragon. You might finally get that Daredevil Batman story that Bendis has. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, like, you, you get, like, you know, Project Superpowers. Everybody loves their all public domain characters. That's exactly what would happen. You would so. yeah. be assaulted by so much crap you wouldn't be able to find the good stuff. Yeah, well, well that's, what, that's our job. I'm not reading all that crap. Finally, how do you feel about the overall state of comics in general? Jeez, that's a big question. Do you he's, think it's he's, he's very downer in this? In this yeah. Email. Do you think it's slowly dying? Readership seems to decrease every year. Are digital comics helping? Do you think they'll help? I'm just nervous because I'm relatively new to comics and a few things are scaring me. Mostly, mostly my lo local comic shop has that I've been going to since I started reading seriously last year is having a lot of trouble and people haven't been picking up their books as often. In fact, the owner said that he's got three thousand dollars worth of comics people need to pick up, but aren't. That sucks. He now has to pay shipping and check, and now the comics are taking longer to arrive. As of now, Monday, November 1, I haven't gotten last week's book yet because they haven't even come in. I'm worried that it might eventually close down, and it was the closest store to me. Dude, go to Discount Comic Book Service. Yeah, put the guy out of business quicker. Well, well true, yeah, but but no, but, well, but it's... No, but he, he may deserve it. He doesn't deserve the business. He's got to earn the business. Well, if, the, if, the, if, the, if wherever he lives, and he's in the chat room, maybe tell us what city he lives in, but it, it doesn't sound like that city can maintain a comic book store. You know, and that sucks. That totally sucks. It does. Uh, Overall, what what am I saying that the industry's got going? I think the industry has. I think it's flatlined. It's been flatlined for a really long time. There has never been a product that received a better ten years of marketing than yep. comic books did, and it didn't do squat. Yeah. At least on a long term basis. I mean, uh, uh, sales went up on some trades. You know, bookstores did something, but overall readership didn't increase. So. It's the same, and eventually people will start to drop off. And I'm guessing some—I mean, I'm guessing it stays relatively the same. Something could change. Maybe digital will change things. I, I hope it does. But yeah, I mean, it's just—it just sucks. The, the 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 fact that he's got that many people not picking up their books. I mean, that that's just that's just awful. Like he should, he's got to stop. Yeah, if he's getting yeah. screwed by his by his customers, then yeah. that's yeah. not his fault. Yeah. So but I hear that. You know what? I hear that not a lot, but I do hear that happens quite a bit. Where. People just don't buy their pull lists, which yeah. you know that's that's the danger of the pull list based economy that comics is in is that people the, call pull list the guaranteed income, but only if your customers actually show up to buy the books. And the yeah. non-returnable nature of the direct market, like yep. 
it's hard. They can't take chance. That's why when you talk about little stores that don't have stuff and because they have to pay for that stuff. And if nobody buys it because nobody tries something new or they don't have money, and that's you know that's absolutely the customer's right. Uh, yeah, it's going to hurt. Yeah. It's tough, and as far as comics go, as a, as an industry though, I mean, like the direct market is hurting. But I am I am optimistic about the power of Amazon and bookstores and the trades and things like that because those those sales are while they took it, they've taken a hit recently. Those are somewhat those have got good trends behind them. And then there's the future of digital, which nobody knows whether it will work or not. Yeah. In the chat room, suicidal kangaroos says my comic shop isn't getting anything in November. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, he's, yeah, DCBS, he, you got to. Yeah. I mean, if you want comics, you're going to have to do something else. Yeah, that sucks. Anyway, all right, well, that's a downer. Uh, our next email comes from Patman2, who says, Hey, guys, I just found out that my local comic shop is closing down. Which, Jesus Christ! <laughs> which has really got me down. I've become friends with the owner of the fest last year, and I really feel for him now that I find myself in the awkward position of trying to figure out how to get my new weekly comics. The only other shop near me is a hole in the wall, which doesn't carry half the pull list. And I've been thinking about using an online discount service like DCBS. So should I just give up and go to the store and finally take the online plunge? Or does that make me part of the problem that caused my local shop to close in the first place? Yes, yes. just do it. Yes. No, I was going to say it does make you part of the problem. The, but, a really horrible uh, metaphor for this is it's like you had this girlfriend. And then you uh, found out uh-oh. she was going to die in like six months. And like three months in, you're like, so I met this girl. Do you, did you watch Law & Order this week? Because that was the plot. No, 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 was no. It? It's, like you, it's like you've got this yes. girlfriend who's going to die in six months and then you discover porn on the internet. <laughs> I don't think it is. Well, maybe no, it's not the same. Yeah, I was trying to go the online route. But that was the plot of Law and Order this week. Was it really? Jeez. Tung, tung. All right, Connor, read us another email. Hopefully, it's a Mike A, who's Saturn MDA on the website. Says, hey guys, comic shop. <laughs> I work once. <laughs> I work once a week at a comic store for store credit. What would you do? Save it up for big ticket items like the Absolute Edition of comics you already have in your collection, like Wednesday Comics, New Frontier, Planetary, or keep cashing it on on items you don't have, like trades of series you haven't read. I have all Why sorts do- of questions. I, you know what? I, I tend to think of stuff like that as sort of found. You should go for the big ticket item you wouldn't no, normally get. You know what? Honestly, go for the cash because I worked at, when I worked at the record store and I worked for CDs. I never made any money. So it's, I, you, I, just, wait, so are you getting like minimum wage worth of of credit? And if so, does that credit get applied to a retail rate? Do you have to pay the full price? No, he's got to be playing paying wholesale. If it, if it, if yeah. he's if he's working and they're charging him full price, that's all. Then you need another job. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, a lot of stores pay in, in store credit. I mean, they don't get the money, so you got to choose something. Again, I don't know why you got to choose. Just do what do what you get what you want. I don't, yeah, but I, I but if you, let's let's say I, somebody handed you hundred bucks, would you say there's an absolute edition I've been eyeing, or would you buy a bunch of stuff you never read before? Depends on how uh, the mood. It depends yeah, on I've done what. I've done both. Yeah, exactly. Everything's not black and white. Just do do what I, feels right. What you need to do is you need to hold on to it, and then one day you're going to be in the store and you're going to get hit one way or another. You're going to see some big beautiful book. Or you're going to be like, I'd like to buy all of these books. And either way, it's going to be a good day. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Another good day is if when you write into an email to us and it's positive and not depressing. Uh, so email, <laughs> us at, email us at contact at ifanboy.com. We want to hear from you. We're not doing any voicemails this show because we did a lot of email. We did the book of the month. But you can call in and you can do the voicemail. You can leave a voicemail for us on our voicemail line at one eight 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 fanboys It's one 326 2697 Always good to hear from you all. So, yeah, this is our anniversary. This is five years of the iFanboy Pick of the podcast. Good times. Uh, I think this is also the time that we tell everybody that we're. This is the last podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Not kidding. Not not kidding at all. Actually, we're done. We're all done. Website's going down tonight. Down, Josh. Walk away. It's over. (laughs) Do it one more time.
<laughs> no, but no, it's all good. We we had a great we've we had a great run. It was not. Like, oh, no. It's gone. Josh has left. left. It's Josh has left. <laughs> no, no, we're not going anywhere. Josh, come back. Um, we're not going anywhere. It's been fantastic. Thank you, everybody. Is there anything we need to say, Connor? Or? Well, I mean, it's it's been crazy. It's been you know we we started the website on a lark. We started the the audio podcast on a lark, and and it's now it's five years, and it's. I couldn't believe when you, when you said it last week. This was the anniversary, but I know, yeah, it totally stuck up on us. It was it's November fifth tomorrow. Uh, Guy Fox Day is our is our anniversary day. Actually, there also, you go. Also, that's the day that Marty went back in time. Wow, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been it's been great. I mean, it's been. I mean, I, I think I, I really hope that the people who listen understand. Like, I know everybody. Like a lot of people. Like you know, their Sunday nights or their Monday commute or whatever. We see on Twitter people are like, all right, time for you know, time for the uh, fanboy thing. Earlier in the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, for five years, the three of us have done this <laughs> for an hour. It's it's two hours pretty much. You know, it's yeah, just, it's been very be long. Three hours. We used to fuck used, up a lot. Yeah, we used to fuck up. <laughs> we haven't fucked up in a while. So Do you remember those why days would when you used say to say that? <laughs> Do you remember that one time we did the show three times? Yes. Yeah, because it? the and it the was audio. it was practically scripted. Like we did the same jokes, and it was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We were mad. By that the was third early. Point. That was like year one, where the show we we didn't get the recording the first time. The second time it crashed, and then yeah. we had to do it the third time, and it just wasn't. Yeah, was did not we, good. Did we tell the story. I think I feel like we did. So forgive me, but like I had we had like the writers do a podcast one time, and okay. I recorded it, but I wasn't mm. on it, and and like I put my mic on mute. And I played with my guitar the whole time, and at the end of the hour, I went to listen to. It, I was like, "Yeah, you guys are going to have to no, do that, this again." No, that was you. You were the producer on that show, yeah. and I was going to edit it. And I, I got the file, and I'm sitting down to edit it. And I'm playing, and I hear just a strumming guitar in the background, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I did. I never knew that. <laughs> and I was like, did, "Is there some sort of like cowboy theme going?" And then it just kept going. I kept skipping through to make sure it wasn't. Cowboy and then theme. I. I emailed Josh and I was like, um, were you playing guitar while you were producing the show? And he said, yeah. And I said, yeah, you can hear it all. <laughs> so they had, to, they had to, he had to call all the writers together. They had to do it again at like midnight and like Saturday. And then he told me he almost played the guitar again when he Jim's, was, when he Jim's, was, Jimsky just wrote in the chat room. I was at a wedding. I got a call. We have to do it again. <laughs> Sonia was mad. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Apparently Paul almost killed him. I mean, Jimsky almost killed himself. So yeah. that was fun. We've we've had a lot of behind the scenes oh, like, shenanigans. Jim, he was at the wedding and was like, "Oh, I'm so enjoying this wedding. I, I don't want to have to go do that." Because <laughs> like, he's a guy who loves weddings. Yeah, <laughs> he's a dancer. <laughs> I'm not a talker. I'm sorry. Um, um, does anybody, does anyone in the chat room have any questions? We'll we'll take some if they're good, but we'll keep talking until if not. Bit of a delay, so yeah, so we have. It's been a it's been crazy. I mean, this is our jobs now, and this is not what we expected to to be happening. You know, yeah. five years on, it's, it's bizarre. It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, the fact that we can do this, you know, talk about comics every week is amazing. You know, how long do we go with this? It's too long, I think. <laughs> this show or the? Or the got, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, the whole thing. Are we done? Are we? Are, is it five years too many? Is six? Is six too many? Is four not enough? Don't ask Josh that. Jeez. Well, um, the thing is, as long as we keep doing the same thing, we'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> but if we try to do anything different at all, we will fail. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Origami Kid asks, "How long between the time we started till it became a full time job?" We started the website ten years ago. We started the podcast five years ago. This became a full time job. Oh, February two thousand eight. 
Yeah, February 2008. So, two years ago. So it took three years. Yep. And it's a lot of work. I don't, I don't know if everyone re- – I don't want to complain or – but it, it is a lot of work. I don't know if everybody realizes how much this – we work seven days a week, and I'm pretty much always working. I've always got my laptop open, even yeah. if I'm – I don't know if people, people realize the, the, com- the comic industry doesn't sleep for anybody. Yeah. If you notice that. Especially now. And, and honestly, as great as Twitter is, it's almost made it worse. It has made it worse. <laughs> Yeah, because it's just every because it's just every uh, and all the damn Brits. That I mean, like everybody's up all the time. It's just it's miserable. What's but Brits? um, you think but we no, script this? No Brits. No, Brits. no. In the in the chat room, it says how long do the scripts take to write? And I was like, scripts. oh well, we script the show. Explain the script. script. Explain yeah, the script. We have, we have a script that, but it's not like a script like Josh says this. Ron says it's it's a guideline. Connor, explain it. It's a rundown. It's yeah, it's got yeah. the the copy in it, the opening, and the you know the stuff we read in the beginning. It's got the order of the books. It's got the co- advertising copy, and it's got the emails, and it's got the voicemails. Obviously, not the voicemails, but it's got a list of the voicemails. It's basically all the stuff we read is on a script, and it takes ten minutes to put the script together, which is why there's probably always one mistake in it. But it's not a big deal. It's just a rundown of the order. I mean, we all come from production backgrounds, so this was sort of you know a lot of shows don't even do that stuff, but we've sort of always done. We've always made scripts. We found that we need some something to keep us going, you know, like something just to keep our keep the direction, you know, like to keep us, you know, because because part of it was that we said, you know, like when we started listening to podcasts, you know, like when we in '05, you know, there were a lot of podcasts that go on and on and on and on and on, and like ultimately, I just wanted a podcast that would like be good for a commute, and at the time, my commute was like thirty to forty-five minutes, and so I'm like, we should do the show, and it should be an hour. And yeah. that's what we've done. And, you know, I'm, I'm very proud that we've stuck to that. And, and I think a lot of people, you know, and, and nothing to say against those podcasts that go that go really long. I mean, they, they do a great job at that. You know, just our, our choice, like this was our format. And a lot of times people ask us why we don't do things, stuff like that. It's because we, we have a format and we, we stick to it, you know. Like, and it works yeah. for us. There, on the shows that don't, and the, the, those are great shows, they're just not our show. And they have their show, we have our show, and it's, and it's right. just different. Also, if I, yeah. break, if I break format, Connor comes over and he hits me. Yes. Yeah, it's good. The paddle. Don't make me bring the paddle out, Josh. Yeah. Um, that I'm note. a little turned on. <laughs> Ooh. But uh, I'm I'm trying to get into. It's not working for some reason. But I'm trying. I wanted to get into just to show you guys how the 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 full time job aspect of it, or just like how much the the stuff has grown. I mean, like you know, when we started the website in ten years ago, nobody came to it basically, and we started the podcast, people started coming to it, and like literally, like if you look on the graph of our growth, and like that's part of the reason why. Um, you know why graphically, you know, wanted to work with us and stuff like that is because we have been growing, and, and thanks to a lot of you, the audience and the listeners and stuff like that, um, to the point where you know, like we are, like I, I'm, you know, I do believe, and I'm very proud of the fact that we are one of the main comic book sites out there. You know, it's CBR, Newsarama, you know, Comics Alliance, and us. You know, and that's great, and that's because of a lot of people. So um, a lot of you all coming to it. So thank you for that. But yeah, yes, cool. So that's that's it's been five years. It's been. Um... Lots of fun times. It's been good, you know. Josh and Ron are my two best friends, so you know we we will argue and we'll fight, but at the end of the day, we're we're in this together and we have a good time and we we laugh and this is the most fun I have is with these is with these two do. guys. <laughs> you, it's, you, it's, it is the most fun I have is with when we do the show every week. That's true. Yeah. We get together, we talk that's about that's comics, great. we laugh, we have a good time. And we Josh and Ron will make me laugh to the point of tears more than anybody <laughs> that there is. Usually, usually the word balls. Is balls <laughs> or a very a very or austere finger. serious voice saying that three podcasters two, three podcasters are found dead in Brooklyn <laughs> <laughs> three aging founders found dead in Brooklyn 
details of what anyway, yeah no it is it definitely is the highlight of the week for for all of us and although you wouldn't believe it by the amount of bitching and complaining we do leading up to it but when we get into it it's fun yeah and i would never trade i think this has been fun i think it's been great i think we're, I'm, I'm proud of us for doing this and turning it into a job and turning it into success and i think um you know i'm really happy we did it it's yeah. you know who would have thought yep who would have thought the unthinkable yes so let's uh let's wrap up the show Yes. And say our goodbyes, and then uh, for those of you lucky enough to be sticking around, lucky being a relative term, uh, maybe we'll stick around for a little more. Uh, but, Ron, you can go. Yep. Okay. No, Josh, it's you. This is where the script is. You son of a bitch. I'm sorry, I looked at the wrong part. Hey, how about our regular other podcast? We do other ones, not just this one. The Don't Miss podcast comes out every Monday, and this week we will be talking to Charles Sewell, of 27, which is a new book coming out from Image Comics, and I was very mad because I thought that's a that's it's a, a great a idea, great idea, idea genius book. I've it's read great. it; it's it's actually very good. Um, so that it's, is going to be the Don't Miss podcast, which is when we talk to a uh, creator about a book that that's coming out that same week, one that you should not miss. Hence the name. Yes, I wanted to thank everybody who sent in a Halloween picture for the Halloween costume did, roundup. Did we get any nudies? Uh, no comment. We did. If you go to ifanboy.com, there'll be a red post at the top. You can see we got about half more than last time. So we had we almost doubled what we had last time. Okay. So <laughs> it made it sound like there was less. No, no. We got <laughs> take half of last like time and add it. 50% more <laughs> than last time. So check it out. It's at ifanboy.com, right at the top. You can see all your photos. If your photo didn't make it, send me an email. We'll get it up there. But it was really fun to see everybody's costumes. Thank you for sending them in. We appreciate it's, it. It's podcasting by Frankenstein, Tarzan, <laughs> and who's the other uh, Tonto. Tonto. Uh, Fire bad. Uh, anyway, cool. So as you know, we talked about it a lot, but go to ifanboy.com where you can read uh, Connor's Pick of the Week review, read my Book of the Month review, read all the other great uh, articles and write, writings by folks like Paul and Jimski and Ben and, and Molly and Mike Romo and everybody. Mike Romo, who is the, the heart of iFanboy. He is the heart. No one realizes it. Yeah, my, my, Mike Romo, we, we, we're nothing without Mike Romo. Not, and we're like nothing him? without all of them. So. But anyway, so go to iFanboy.com. You can read it all there. We've got great, great posts all throughout the week. You definitely don't want to miss any of it. Um, go to ifanboy.com slash about where you can get all of our social network links. You can friend us up on Facebook and that sort of thing or follow the page on Facebook and all that stuff. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ifanboy. We do have a video show. comes out every Wednesday. Last week was our uh, trip down memory lane with the classic Fantastic Four, which was awesome. The sexism was rampant. Um, <laughs> I hope people went back and read the panels that we put in the show because I worked very hard to pick out the most sexist panels I could find. Like the point where uh, Sue Storm says, all right, I'm going to go do the housework now. And Reed goes, good, as long as you're not heard. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> or, the one, or the one where they were fighting and they made up and Reed says, come over here. Wives are meant to be kissed, not heard. Oh my <laughs> God. Like so He's not wrong, though. Maybe, maybe she had a really annoying voice. Maybe she sounds like Fran Drescher. I don't know. Maybe. But this week's uh, this week's we're taking a look at some bad heroes. Uh, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Bad like, superheroes. Hypothetically, hypothetically. <laughs> we said earlier you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com, call our voicemail line at one eight eight fanboys three two six two six nine seven with any questions, comments, concerns. We'll get the sh- emails or the vo- and the voicemails back next week. Thank you. Awesome. Hey you. Yeah you. You've been to iTunes. You written a review yet? Why not? Because that's how people know. Do you, do you feel guilty when I did that? If you haven't been to iTunes to review for this show or the Don't Miss show or the video show or any of those other things, do that. That's a really easy way to help and, and send a thing. And don't and don't look at it and go, there's plenty here. You don't need me. We do need you. Uh, if for no other reason, the Lord is other, uh, over other podcasts. I'm petty. There it is. 
Um, or it really, uh, it helps just tell people about the show who you think might enjoy it. Or, or tell people about it who you think won't enjoy it. But I don't know if that's going to help you or us, so maybe that's not the way to go. But then they tell people about things. And that, kids, is five years. Wraps it up that's five insane. years. What happens, what happens at the beginning of six years? I don't know. Probably. 259 episodes. That's just of the pick of the week show. We, we how many movie, don't miss special it, edition special shows, editions, talk clothes, video show. What we're up to 100, 180. The video show, yeah. So. Plus there was a hundred something minis. Yeah, ridiculous. A lot of shows. A lot of shows. So good times. The I'm Josh, done. Shows Josh, that didn't get recorded. Exactly. Josh Connor, thank you guys. Couldn't do it without you. Thank so. you guys. Love you, man. I just want to thank Mike Romo again. Yeah, Mike Romo. He's the, the it emotional. Like this. It worked like this. Give it up for Mike. You, yeah. That guy's really cool, and he likes us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Romo. All right. Anyway, so until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I am Josh. Thank to everybody. Thanks to the thanks to the, the audience, and thanks to all the writers and stuff. A lot of them came from the audience. And what thanks a, the creators, what a, what a yeah. weird, wild, wacky show. What a wild. Ride. All right. Later, kids.